We'd like to welcome everybody to uh, Black Talk Sacramento. 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 All right. The number one radio show. The number one radio. 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 Podcast. Podcast. Bringing you the news of today. Yeah. And maybe yesterday. Tomorrow. And, and tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> look, look. Mm-hmm. Man, you got me in the mood, man. I'm, I'm telling you, man. Okay. Remind, remind you of the days back in the days, you know? How many days? <laughs> Quite a few, huh? Quite a few. Quite a few. And Quite we call them several. Several days. Okay. So welcome to Black Talk Sacramento, and this is number 24. This is number our anniversary. 24. Whoa. Show. Happy right. anniversary. Happy anniversary. So this will be two years. Two uh, years. Two years right here at Underground Books doing our thing. That's great. Mother Rose have had us here for two years. We've Setting been, the standards. Yeah, we've been stressing her out for two years. We, yes. <laughs> for two years, we definitely would like to thank you. Thank you. We thank you with thank all you of our, the bottom of our heart. Uh, well, thank you for love. everything. <laughs> yeah. Not only, you know, the radio podcast show, but all the other things that you do here. Yeah, everything that you do here in Sacramento for the the folks the in Sacramento and the community. We yeah. really want to give it up to you. Um, all right. Yeah. yeah. Two all years, right. y'all. Yeah, I know. Two years. So I, I, I think I think we uh, put in the work, right? Yeah. yeah. I we think so. It's been interesting. So. Once a month. I think we're ready to uh, do yeah. some other things. Maybe do some things. Yeah. I would say maybe. I we are going to do some things. I believe in the two years we've we set some this? standards. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've created a style for ourselves. Yes. I, I mean, we were we were nominated uh, mm-hmm. for an award. Yeah. 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 Uh, Best yeah. podcast in Northern California. Um, that's pretty good. That's, yeah. that's, that's, I would say so. I ain't mad at you. Now we see another knockoffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Yes. Shots oh, yeah. fired. Hey, hey, hey. hey it's, it's all good. It's though. all good. Yeah. It's all good. You know, everybody have their own flavor, and we that's should. Right. You know, right. the more the merrier. The more the merrier. But your knockoffs. <laughs> <laughs> See, is that like a pair of shoes? <laughs> hey, so what else is going on? What do you think is happening? Oh, oh you know what? I do want to start with this. It's, it's going to be a special thing going on next month, and I know we'll be able to talk about it one more within one more show in October. But you do know, you do know that the Brookhouse Gallery and Art Complex will present Sack Panthers Forty Eight, which celebrates the 50th anniversary of the Black Panther Party uh, and the, the 48th anniversary of the Sacramento Branch of the Black Panther Party. And all those things will be going on between October 4th and October 9th, right around the corner over here at the Brick House. House. So you do want to go there because there's a lot of activities going on uh, between here in Sacramento and Oakland. So a lot of these people are going to be talking here is going to be talking in Oakland. So please come in, check that out. I know we're going to get a chance to talk about that more, but that is a special event. And people should know that it was a branch here, not a chapter, a branch that was here from 68 to 1970. It disbanded in uh, April 1970. And we have some special people that's still around today. Yes. Who was involved in that. Yes. You know, that movement that w- took place here in Sacramento. So so who are some of those people? Um, what are we talking about? Alcasanya Cambone. Yeah. Uh, Oma Wally and his wife, uh, Margot Rose Bronson. Yeah. Mary Carlton. Uh, Ajumash. Ajumai, um, uh, shake it out, shake it yeah, out. Yeah, we got it, we got it. We got it. <laughs> more than I did. Strivers, <laughs> the former Jack Striver. Okay. He's part of that movement. There's plenty more of them. 
So, uh, so should I wear so my you black can meet them all. Yeah, you know, there is a, an event, I think on uh, Friday or Saturday night, where they do ask uh, everyone to wear all black. Okay. So I should I bring out my black. That's going to be an all week, right? All week. Yeah, October 4th to October 9th, which I, that's okay, a they're Tuesday. They're going to have movies to, and stuff like that. To Sunday, mm-hmm. right. Movies, yeah, panel discussion, uh, a musical tribute, some food. Of course, food, spoken word from all understanding. Right. You, you know, Barbara, uh, Barbara Range over at the uh, Brick House. She got all the ins and out stuff. Okay. So okay. Okay. You definitely want to be a part of that. But I know we'll get a chance to talk about that at least one more. One more time. Will we the second? No, no, no. No, we, we won't. do the we second. Yeah, that, huh? so that's why we need to talk about it now because we do the second Tuesday of the month. Right. And we may be, we may get to talk about it a little bit while it's going on. I'm not for sure exactly. Maybe we could do like a special something. We can go in there. And, or maybe, yeah. 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 Maybe we can go there and be live. Maybe we can be live. Yeah, and that's a good idea. We should really pick a day that. or a couple of days to do something like that if, if you guys are Yeah, that'd be cool. If it's possible. Yeah, know. that'd be very okay. cool. Because even though, you know, it's the 50th year of the Black Panther Party, it's the 48th year, you know, that the Sacramento branch started. Branch started, okay. So we do definitely want to focus on that. Because and it's, it's definitely something that needs to be celebrated, you know. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, especially because I know that the Sacramento, the Sacramento branch did a lot of things that, you know, they Groundbreaking. broke. Yeah, they broke a lot of ground here mm-hmm. in Sacramento. I mean, uh, they were the very instrumental in the breakfast program. Right. Because uh, I know they had it right there at the WCIC. Yes. The breakfast yeah. program. So, and there's some. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And the WCIC is another um, place that really should be. Um, celebrated mm-hmm. because they're still around. The women's club is still black. Center. Yeah, so I, I I love it. I love the WCIC and anything that we can do to support them um, to keep that legacy going, we should do. Yeah, so we got a, a couple of events. Before we get started, I want to announce some events here at Underground Books. Right now, uh, we have a couple of events that's coming up. We have discussions and book signings with Kenneth Green on Saturday, September 17th, 2016. And it's going to be from, uh, that's going to be, is that this weekend or next weekend? Um, September 17th. But that would be this weekend. This, this weekend. Saturday. So September 17th, come on out at four o'clock. And the book is called Old Danny Boy. Old Danny Boy is a fascinating book written by Kenneth Green. This book tells of a small tells of a small boy who comes to earth on a quest from heaven and befriends four college students and a young couple and their four-year-old daughter. No one really knows what the, his true purpose is until he has to perform some truly miraculous feats to save the lives of a young blind boy. So uh, come on out. This is going to be a very, whoa. very interesting book signing. And come on out. And, and you can ask the author anything that you want to ask them. And that's going to be very cool. So that's September 17th at 4 o'clock. And then also, too, we have Indivisible. They have a couple of speakers, uh, their speaker series. Um, it's going to be Monday. So right after the 17th, uh, September 19th, you have it at 6 p.m. right here at the Guild Theater. We have two speakers this time. We have Eric Mahmood and Howard Fuller. So Howard Fuller is a civil rights activist, educator, performer, advocate, and academic. And Eric Mahmood is the president, CEO, founder at Seed Academy and Harvest Preparatory School charter school leader and expert. So come on out on Monday, September 17th, and check that out at the Guild Theater at 6 p.m. Okay, another thing that I would like to bring up is uh, my wife, (laughs) 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 Ayana Simone Fabio, 
and a friend of ours, uh, Daphne, Daphne Burgess. Burgess. Uh, they will have their art talk and Book books discussion and signing here at Underground Books. That's on October 1st. From 2 to 4 is the book signing and the reading. And 5 to 7, Daphne Burgess. And Daphne, yeah. Daphne. Daphne Burgess. Daphne. 5 Daphne, to 7. I'm sorry. sorry, Daphne. Yeah, yeah. So come on, check out the children's book. It's called uh, uh, Paint a Rock Paint Day. Paint a Rock Day. <laughs> Paint a Rock Day. Paint a Rock Day. So I'm still here to. So, uh, so I, I, I like to also bring up, you know, it was a great article. Tony, that you did on uh, the Observer News. The Observer News. Thank and you. I want to give it up to you. Thank you. Thank really you. appreciate it. And she, you know, she sends her her love and everything. Thanks, for that. man. Because you know, I mean, both of y'all been, you know, all, well, actually, all three of you. I know, Marichelle, you don't want to put yourself too far into it because I know you did the layout for the book. And thank you. Thank you. I know you're doing the marketing and all that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the public shit. How you know? That too, How you know? <laughs> so I, I just definitely want to thank all three of y'all for putting out this type of product. So I'm looking forward to that on October 1st. Uh, I have some family members, some young family members who's going to be coming to attend that event. So October yeah, 1st. Cool. Yeah, so bring the kids. Definitely bring the kids. Bring we, the kids. We're going to make this fun and it's going. we're going to have a ball. Uh, we're going to make it worthwhile. And one more announcement. We have here the Sacramento Black Pages has just been released for the 2016 and 2017 year. Yeah, you can come here to Underground Books and buy this. And it has information on all the businesses here in Sacramento, black businesses here in Sacramento. And please support it. It's $5. Come on down here to Underground Books and buy the Black Pages 2016 to 2017. Um, it's put out by the org, And inside it has business organizations, community organizations, political office holders, faith-based organizations. So if you're in search of a church home, you can use this book to find a new church home. If you're tired of your present church, you can find a new church. And If you're um, looking for and, artists, yes, you can and find cause some more, some, some more damage. You can, <laughs> you can go and try that out. and uh, Or you can um, look for artists. Or look for galleries. We've got all kind of galleries in there too as well. Right. Um, what so, you say it was going for? For five bucks? Five, five bucks. bucks. Five a lot bucks. of knowledge. That's nothing, folks. So definitely. Yeah. Come on and out. Go out by one, two, or three of them. Yeah. yeah. Or, or yeah. one, two, yeah. or five of them. And, and, yeah. and give it to friends <laughs> yeah. and family and make yeah. sure that exactly. they know what's going on. Great stocking stuff is for the holidays coming. Yeah, okay. or, or early quasi gift. Right, exactly. Anything happening, Jerry? Hey, listen, we have a, a show going on at the Gossard Gallery Studio titled uh, Ruby Jane Boyd. Ruby Jane Boyd was an African-American artist who passed away in the year 2003. And one of the things that she was wishing for on her deathbed was that we would show her art. So Gossard Gallery Studio has Ruby Jane Jane Boyd until the end of the month. Come check her out. Right. Right. All right. right. All right. Okay. So, so well, did we so, get an uh, intro song? Well, well, well we got to introduce ourselves. Come okay, on. Let's get ahead. a little bit hype okay. on here. My name is Marichelle J. Brown. I'm inside. I. I'm Jerry Goss Simpson. And I'm Antonio, quote unquote, Tony Harvey. And Once this again. is Black Talk. Talk Sacramento. Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> so, Black talk Sacramento. Black talk Sacramento. Black talk Sacramento. Black talk Sacramento. All right. Welcome to Black Talk Sacramento, everybody. So, um, thank you, everybody, for coming out. This is number twenty-four, and you can find Black Talk Sacramento every Tuesday right here at Underground Books, located at twenty-eight fourteen Thirty-fifth Street. 
Sacramento, California. The phone number is 916-737-333 and another three. three. Yes, 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 yes. So we have some really good news. Um, um, first on, first and foremost, uh, Tony has to get out of here uh, early. So we want to do the Observer News first. Observer News. Observer News. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) All right, so uh, check it out. Yeah, we had to bump it up a little early. We live, y'all. We live. We live. Yeah, so, and the reason why I'm leaving, because I, once again, Sacramento City Hall business tonight, and there's some things that are going to be presented to the council in terms of uh, police accountability. So several uh, organizations around here want to lay down some suggestions about Transparency. Okay. Uh, With the Sacramento Police Department. Okay. You know, in regards to a couple shootings, a few shootings that had happened in the the past few months, specifically this Joseph Mann case that we all know happened back in, uh, what, July 11th when he was shot and killed. The police police officer involved shooting in uh, Del Paso Heights or on Del Paso Boulevard. Del Paso Boulevard, thank you. And uh, hey, we, we still have. Questions about what went down. Right. So we're trying to get to a solution, but you know, there's a in-house investigation that's going on, and of course, the community wants to be a part of that. Yeah. Just know what's going on. So yeah, it's a lot of things going on with that, and also I do want to bring this up to uh, know we just went through some announcement, but this is very important. We have a a gang prevention summit which is set September 29th. At the community center over there, Salmon the Body Pinnell Community Center. Yeah. Yes, and that's going to feature NFL legend turned activist Jim Brown. Oh wow, he's coming to town. He's, he's coming, coming to town. town. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. and so like once again, it's September 29th. That runs from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. and it will feature keynote speakers. Informative panels, interactive activities, special guests, and a roundtable discussion. Once again, featured uh, with um, Jim, Jim Brown. Brown. So that should be pretty that good because I know they've been trying to get a handle on those those type of things. You know, get these lost individuals acclimated in another world, or you know, or just try to or another way, or another way, another way. Because you know they think that's a family too. So, but I'm not going to get too far into that. But I hope some of them come out and check out. Uh, what this has to offer too, because <clears throat> this is basically being ran by the city, and of course everybody have problem with gangs. Mm. S- certainly, Sacramento has you know its share of them too. So hopefully we uh, we can get a handle on that and you know help these young brothers and sisters you know get out of this life. It's all about giving them something else to do. Mm. It's always yeah, a welcome it's thing. A, well, yeah, and also it's about jobs. Right? It's also about jobs. Yeah, that's yeah. education. Give them, jobs. That's giving them something yeah. else to do. Yeah, because yeah. people want to because they they doing it basically to make money, you know. So if you gave them another another way to make money, I'm pretty sure that the gang problem would, you know. But it's not gonna it's gonna be kind of it, it won't be you know it won't be getting rid of, but at least it will lessen, you know, because this is what they're trying to do to depress it, you know. Yeah, so it's just, like come on, we gotta, you know, we could do better than that. Yeah, but they need some help. Mm-hmm. They need some help. Yeah. So. But we can do better than that. Yeah. Okay. So, and moving on, yes, two city, uh, two uh, entities right here in Sacramento was honored at City Hall last week. Well, we just got done talking about Lawrence, uh, the Women's Civic Improvement 
oh, okay. club. Okay, WCIC. Mm-hmm. And the local branch of the uh, NAACP. They were honored by the uh, city council. There were resolution for, let's see, the NAACP has been in Sacramento for 100 years. 100 years. Okay. They had okay. a big event out at the, um, the at Cal Expo. The Cal Expo? They had the opening. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, which was really nice. Yes. And we want to keep that organization going, too. Oh, yeah. That's a century, man. Yeah. You know? And WCIC has been around for 80 years. Yeah. They've been around for a while. 80 man. years. Yeah. And just to know the history awesome. of it, too. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a lot of, of course, uh, Sacramento wasn't highly populated with uh, black people. Right. But, you know, you had two bases here, Mather and McCullen. Right. And a lot of people were coming here From the looking for jobs. Yeah. Right. And a lot of young people, young women. So the WCIC, it was three yeah. clubs integrated. They came up with an idea to open up this facility. It was a house, so young women they had a lot of had a place to stay. Yeah. yeah, they, they would a have a place property. to stay mm-hmm. so they could look for jobs and eventually land a job. Mm-hmm. Right. Because when they did come here, they had to go to the quote unquote what was then <laughs> the red light district, yeah. which uh, wasn't a big help. Right, right. But yeah. these ladies provided a facility. You know, a safe, a safe facility. Safe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as we know, as it uh, <clears throat> progressed up here to the 21st century, now they do have a lot of service program. They have a um, head start. Uh, head, start. head start there. And head start. Well, it's amazing to see that an organization can stay around for that many years. I mean, a black, just, organization. A black organization, too. Yeah. You know, because they say we can't get along. So for it to be around that's for 80 true. years yeah. and for 100 years, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That's excellent. A, even, yeah. You know? It is very excellent. So, you know, us here with Black Talk Sacramento, we do want to uh, pay our homage to those both of those entities because they do are very important for our communities. Yeah. So sure. Now, uh, <clears throat> a story that I worked on last week, which uh, it was building up to that and just some things that's going on at City Hall. Of course, it, everything's going on City Hall, but mm-hmm. there seems to be some racial bias alleged at City Hall, and it all leads to this outgoing city manager which mm. will be leaving this office uh, November 18th. About so what's actually happening? What's going on? Uh, something that's going on with um, some current and, fl- current and former employees that used to work there. Okay. They're the one, you know, that's uh, bringing up um, racial discrimination. Racial bias, all that. Racial bias, right, intimidation. Uh, not so equal disciplinary actions, you know, goes on between other employees just a whole bunch of stuff it's just messy. but it's messy it's messy but some of the people that i've talked to on the record and off the record it all leads back to the city manager now i'm going to go ahead and just say his name his name is john shirey who's he's been the sacramento city manager for the last five years 15 years ago he was a city manager for cincinnati in cincinnati okay. ohio and he had to leave there under a controversy because an unarmed black man was shot by a police officer and a, a rebellion started. You oh. know, we don't call these things riots and stuff, but he was behind rebellion. that. So not to say that it was his fault, but... He, where there's smoke, there's fire. He right, was involved right. in some way. Yeah. Maybe yeah. a cover-up yeah. like yeah. cover yeah. or something. Well, or, I guess you could get to the point, because yeah. some people been telling me he should have been hired for this position first place, knowing what we knew prior then. Yeah. Now, now that position, is that's not a, uh, a elected position, right? No, no. The city council has to vote on that. You know, okay. they, they do a, a nationwide search try to find the best candidate. Okay. And then the city council, they, uh, you know, they talk it over, they agree. You know, of course, he has to be vetted and decide that they want him. Now, the, what's interesting about this position is the power that it holds. I mean, it holds more power than 
The sure. mayor does. That, that's of, one of the things we're trying to work out. You're right, right. Exactly. Sure. He's he's the man. Okay. Or her if they hire a female in twenty seventeen. Broad reach. Yeah, I mean it's like three hundred and twenty thousand dollars pay. And I'm talking about some and lucrative business and a lot of influence. He controls all the controls. Okay. <laughs> he's okay. the man behind the curtain. Well, He's Oz in this game. Yeah, he's Oz in this game, and that's the man behind the curtain. Okay, and that's that's just basically what we have here. We have a city manager slash mayor slash city council government, but everything evolves around the city management position because they hold all those those power cards. Okay, okay. My thing also with this position too, would I have talked to officials from the local branch of the NAACP? Are these officer involved type shoes that has went up? significantly since John Shirey has been city manager. That's something to consider, too. That's why you work in your position, brother, because you got the news. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, he, well, and we should know about these He's a journalist. Things, yeah. you, 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 and it's been going on for five years. I'm pretty sure it happens in every municipality, but it's been a, a spike, an increase that's happening here. So we need to talk about these things. We need to do th- mm. something about these things. We have to make ourselves aware because Sacramento right now is trying to tout itself as a world class city, which I definitely want to see too. But mm-hmm. but they got to clean up some. We got to clean. Yeah, you know, we got to bring some people to the carpet. Makes sense. Okay. What else you got? Well, hey, you know, just about the same thing as you, everybody else mm-hmm. waiting on. This is election time coming on. I through. know. So, so what about what about uh, Hillary's uh, health? Isn't issues? that something? Her health. Yes, they, yeah. You know, she yeah. tired, and she has been working extremely hard. I have to admit that. But sometimes, somewhere, you, you have to slow down, you okay? Because you're break. trying to do these rallies and you're trying to do these fundraisers, and you fly to like five different cities. And in not only a few that, hours. what's crazy is you better remember everybody got a camera. The person that actually that discovered that was somebody standing by with a cell phone Isn't that and took a video. Mm-hmm. Everybody got a camera, y'all. Yeah, was, yeah. Well, actually, and, and, and it, it falls kind of funny because they were questioning her health anyway from Before, the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So this is, and then and then our our the, uh, Donald uh, Donald Trump, uh, Mr. Yeah. Trump. See, I don't even want to say Donald his name, Dump, man. I mean, uh, Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trump. Donald Trump. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's amazing uh, that trough. that a uh, trough or uh, <laughs> pigs trough. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> whatever. All, all of that. <laughs> Go on and say but, it. But you know, it's amazing that he's even in the election. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not really amazing. If Bush, if Bush can get elected, he's I think it I thought, I thought yeah, that too. This campaign but I think, was nothing like yeah, you. yeah. I, I thought this that is, too. But at least Bush ran a election for you know for the position and had a little bit was making some type of sense out of the things that he was saying. Donald Trump don't have no really? damn policy, but, but man. at the same time, he's pushing not buttons really. of people. He's bringing. He's a. He's making. waking up people that have been thinking like him a long time. Well, yeah. I think. I yeah. think what 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 Donald Trump has. He is is that he has revealed the the ugly side not really the ugly side but what America really is well the The underbelly the the underbelly the underbelly you know because a lot of times you know a lot of times people think these things but they keep it to themselves well you know somebody's saying it somebody's saying it and and then people like oh wow he can say it then I can say it too I can say it too well there was a comedian that I was watching once and he said I think it's kind of good the comedian made a a statement and said that those sheets are somewhere they're somewhere in the back of people's closets Mm -hmm. and now they're starting to bring them back or they're in their minds like they said they're still around they're still around they got the sheets inside you know they don't have to wear 
you don't have to worry about yeah. no they, they have they memorize what yeah they and then all with. those you know a lot of times it's it's not too long ago that the civil rights movement happened so sure. oh, yeah we're just 50 we're years just, yeah years. so it's like not a long all time those ago. all those clan members had to go somewhere and then there was children of clan members and they was that they had them. to go somewhere so they went to the police they went to the government they went to government they went into politicians they went into businesses they went to they went everywhere so it's like to to it's almost naive to think that we can just change overnight and, and think that yeah, yeah it's the, like so him i think him is just an example but the thing that's amazing of, to me is since they've been here so long, we should have a better attitude toward what they do. We should be a little smarter about their game as they try to peep our I don't game. think we have been, to tell you the truth. No, we haven't been because we the same thing is going well, on. Well, because, you know, I think black people as a whole are, are, are optimists. You know, we, we want to believe so badly that America is everything that they say they are. We believe we want to believe so badly the American prop, you know, propaganda mm-hmm. that we are the land of the free. Even if it's only been forty years, twenty years, well, we, we want to believe it so badly. Sure, but we all have to learn to how to do bad, do good in the struggle. Yeah, then yeah. So you know, it's like, it is what almost, it is. It's like it's some can you can slap me today and I forget about it tomorrow. You know, <laughs> now, and that's that's the kind of attitude. About it, I just, that, but I got to keep on going. You know, yeah, that you we know, have. I gotta keep now on you're moving into the Colin Kaepernick. True. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what you're talking about. That's what you're yeah, yeah. yeah. Colin, you know, he weeks. takes a knee because he's saying that yeah, there is still racial. Take a knee, yeah. Doing well, a national well, anthem. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, but it, it was done silently. You know, nobody, he didn't you yeah. know, protest all or of a sudden, raise his fist or anything. And somebody in the media noticed that he was sitting down during the national anthem right. and they brought it to That's the forefront. That's I keep telling y'all about. Yeah, yeah it's like, it like somebody keeping their eyes open doing prayer. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, but... I, I, you know, I think he did it right because, you know, he was he set up and he talked about, you know, that it's not that it was. He couldn't bring few, himself to honor the flag. Right. Right. In the country and, that, and he was saying there's a few, you know, bad police officers that's making the rest of the police officers look bad. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Of right. Course. And um, and he's this is his way of protesting. Since then, we've had a lot of different sports uh, figures it has do the spread. same thing. It, it has, has spread. spread. Yeah. But, you know, it does As need to be brought to the to the forefront. Right. You, we do need to have the conversation. And this is a good thing. And I think that him taking that knee has brought this conversation to the front, forefront. We're talking about it right now. Hey, yeah. To be honest, you know, everybody's I stand for the national anthem. I do. I, and stand I, I was kind of worried about that when this whole thing broke out. But then, you know, other things, when he started talking about his half and what he meant and his beliefs, then I understood what was going on. But you stand what? for your belief. You stand for your I stand for my beliefs, but I, I, you know, well, like and I said, but respect for what he's doing. He's right. Well. And that's the whole thing. That's the bottom line, respect. But also, you know, it brought to the forefront the the words that oh, yes, so that's with a, the National I Anthem that I didn't know anything yeah, about. That I didn't was know omitted. That it, yeah, yeah, I uh-huh. didn't know that it's, you know, it's three verses and it's talking about hunting down slaves. Yep. <laughs> really? Yeah, so you you, you can stand. Oh, man, like, Lawrence, you ought to Woodrow be. Woodrow Wilson this, this was yeah. the president. Okay, so I'm not for sure. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 man. No, that was, it, it was, was about the, the, right, it was about the Civil War, right? No, no. I mean, not the, well. No. It, it was about a battle. It was a battle between the U.S. and Britain and British told the, and the, the flag slaves that if they can come to us and we'll free you. Okay. You you fight for us. The guy who was a slave owner and a trader wrote, wrote the song. Wrote the, wrote the poem. Wrote it was a poem. poem. Okay. And then in the early 1900s Woodrow Wilson took that poem and made it into the national oh, anthem. Wow. So that's where we stand at today. All that's right. You should always read the history behind yeah, it. Yeah. But that, it's always, it's always cool to know. have the history. A classmate brought it to my attention. Right. Then that kind of like oh okay. 
Well, you don't want us anyway. Well, we knew that. Right, right, right. <laughs> Which, you, you know, for like right now, I don't do picnics because, you know, I found out yeah. what picnics pick a, yeah, yeah, pick a nigga. Yeah. Pick a nigga. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, you know, it's a lot of you things. You will be hanged today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they will have picnics. Yeah. yeah. Because it is. Yeah. They would I know they have picnics. They would right, bring. Right. Have to see somebody have outings. We have barbecues. We have cookouts. Barbecues bad too. Wear your Sunday best to a lynching. Burn. Burn. the brothers. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Just bring some sauce. Okay, but uh, you, uh, hats off to um, to Kaepernick. that brother um, for 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 starting that, San Francisco and doing 49ers. that, and um, hopefully it will do something. But for me, I think that you know what is it going to take for Black people to realize that. You know how how many times do we have to get shot? How many times do we have Wake to be in prison? All the children yeah, how many times are we gonna have to be this way before we realize that this country is not our friend and that we really have to? Okay, but in reality, where are you going? What you mean? In reality, you say the country's right? not your friend, but where do you go from here? You There's know, a lot of stuff that we can go. No, 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 no. Where because, do you go? You know, from here? a lot of a lot of black people are ultra American. You know, we we buy Cadillacs, we buy American. I mean, we are sure. ultra. We believe in America. But okay, you but know, you, we, all, we we the first ones to be like buy buy American and, okay. and you know, and I think that we have to. I ain't going nowhere. But where so, would you go? Where do you trade this in for? What what are you trading in? I mean, to think that the world is is open to you, that's where you go. It's like it's almost a change of mind. Like, okay, um, it's kind of like mouthpiece, right? She went to Japan. She experienced sure. the world. You yeah. know, that kind of thing. It's like the world is open to us. We don't necessarily have to be shackled to America. We can actually be like, hey, Canada's nice. You know okay, but, every, <laughs> but everybody everybody can't up and jump and go to Canada it's true, or whatever. But, but so I'm so what I'm saying what I'm saying is everybody needs to learn how to do well in the struggle. You just it's just because there's a struggle. You don't sit here and die because there's a struggle. You still find a way to do good in the struggle. Uh, well, well, you try to do good in the country that you're in, where you're at. You got no other choice until you can go somewhere else. Until you, what are you gonna? Okay, I'm saying that it everywhere with your you mind. go, everywhere you go, there you are. So until you get to that place that you think you want to go, what you gonna do? Learn Spanish. Uh, uh, learn another country. I do. I mean, learn another language. You know what I'm saying? Change. It's not about. It's not about changing your 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 location. It's about your mindset. Mm-hmm. So, I, sure. Let's yeah, say yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna I, be honest. Honest, I do feel at times that America is not my friend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and, well, I truly, right. well, it, it, it doesn't it, really have to do with me leaving or going anywhere. Right. right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Here. It's a mindset. It's, it's like it's, you it's, start it's, saying, "Hey, and, and when we say, I need to open myself I, up to the world." I think when when you guys are saying that, you're saying the policies of America. The politics that are in America mm-hmm. can be strenuous and the frame of mind. Well, America, the reason it was built, if you, we got to yeah. remember when it or was how built, it, got, it, it yeah. didn't include us. Yeah. So, and that idea, <laughs> yeah. ideology is still there. We did build so, it. So, yeah. you know, uh, and I think I'm with Tony. I'm not going nowhere. You, 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 I'm, I'm, I, I, this is my ground. This is where I stand, mm-hmm. along with uh, the Native Americans who they have basically vanished they they have basically killed off all like what's going on in North Dakota with the right now with yeah. the pipeline yeah, so with the pipeline yeah, yeah, with the pipeline. going on yeah. so yeah. there's a lot they were going to do that too yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, oh sorry I'm so, so there's there's a lot that's going on and I think we need to you know besides look at what's happening with African Americans or blacks here in America we Just also need to look people. at what's happening with people in America and make sure that is right is being done right because we know because right if it affects one person right. it's going to affect everybody and, and yeah. we need to realize that 
need to stand for, for, for well, who we well, are. If you, yeah. if you look at the history, no if you look at the history, black people have always led the way when it came to civil rights. I mean, look, we, we have always so many other people. We have always sure. led the way. Everybody, everybody Every struggle that, in the world everybody, is based on that. Yeah, everybody that does something, they quote it's the civil rights. On the civil rights. They, they, they quote King. They quote, you know, they quote Malcolm X. They quote. Okay, so now every, that you're saying that, why aren't we more ahead or more since everybody's quoting because us and with following every, us? Because with every movement, there is a counter movement. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, so it's like tell pros. Yeah, corn tell pro. You have a lot of stuff. Yeah, even though, and, and then, and then not only that, but the assassinations that happen. Yeah. You know, every with every movement, there is a counter movement. Okay. So, it, in in a lot of ways, it's like we have to keep the battle alive. We have to keep fighting and all this kind of stuff. But then you also have to have your frame of mind. Our frame of mind has to be that. The world is open to us. And it, you got to think going forward. You got to be forward thinking. Yeah, you'd be like, look, okay, look, if I got to learn germ, German or, or whatever it may be, we have, it's just like, you know, software, right? If you're going to learn a different program, you know, you just can't be stuck in, in one program to be effective as a programmer. You have to learn different languages. And I think that that is part of it. It's like, we have to get in our frame of mind that America is just a country, that we can actually, we can be open. The world can be our oyster. Okay, and then they get up, that, that, that's the problem that's happening with we'll Colin, um, Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick is because he's saying I'm not standing for this right. with the that's national anthem, exactly right. Yeah, right. And then until, they, until <laughs> I'm not standing because until I'm being called a nigger, <laughs> right. And then I'm still being called a nigger because I'm not standing, right. Right. <laughs> you saw, yeah. You know, so I can't yeah. win. I can't I lose. Can't, I can't win. I can't lose. You know. I, I've heard somebody get on on TV and say, uh, "Well, he should just play the game and he can protest yes, whenever yes. he wants." Yeah. This, this ain't no game outside of football. Well, yeah. This ain't I no just, game. I get sick yeah. of hearing that too. Right. I really. This do. ain't no game. It's yeah. like, but you also you're trying to skirt. You're you trying to skirt around the issue. That's what you're trying to do. But you also got to be careful, y'all. It's just like okay, at IBM, IBM has a certain look that they want when you walk up in that door. You have to look that way, or you can't be there. So he he runs the risk of losing what is his livelihood or makes it hard for him to do his livelihood. And I understand that the protest is necessary, okay? But sometimes you have to be careful. But you have to have that one person that stands well, out. Yeah. Sure. And a lot of people are following him. And they sacrifice. Yeah. And they sacrifice. And they paid that, the price. They, they sacrifice. And they paid the, the price. Same time, and, and yes. he, he, what, one of the things that I'm loving that he's doing is he's, he says he's given the first million dollars that he make from, those, uh, from, from his, his jersey sales. Well, no, no, yeah. no, no, yeah. no. From, from his... Because they're going off the shelves right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Number from, one jersey. From, from his pay. Like yeah. pay. And then his jersey sales, he's donating everything because he's the, yeah. he has the number one jersey. So the man is not just talking the talk, he's walking the walk. Right, right. So, but but you, know, sometimes yeah. you got to step up. Man. I we know, that. We don't know. We don't know what kind of price he's going to have to pay. And he and that's yeah, there's been right. a couple but, people. But that's sac- that's that sacrifice. I, I can tell yeah. you right now. Because Jesse overpaid a couple price. of these athletes oh. are paying that has followed in his footstep, they lost endorsement. They, yeah. They're losing and endorsement. They don't yeah. care. Yeah. They don't care. And, and we yeah. got to, sometimes we got to say, well, we hopefully, hopefully we he stashed care. enough money that he can say he don't care. Well, okay, I you mean, got what I'm saying? Because if, he's, hey, if that's, he's got that's this part of the because, sacrifice. That's, well, that's part, what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure he'd have mapped this all out. Yeah. Well, sometimes, yeah, well, well, sometimes not, but, but, but this is another thing. Sometimes it's not about the money, though. And I think that's what, it's about the principle. That's what they're trying to get at, too. Yeah, we don't want to know where you at. We don't want to get captured up and just I'm not saying it's about he's gonna what I'm saying is I'm just saying if he's gonna make (laughs) the sacrifice (laughs) if he's gonna make the sacrifice I hope he got some cash he could lay up (laughs) oh yeah 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 yeah. I'm sure he does he just signed a new contract he's good hopefully he opened up a restaurant somewhere (laughs) 
Hopefully he got something under he could fall back yeah. on. Yeah. But, but in, uh, I, I got to give it to the brother for stepping I respect that. I respect I mean, and he's rocking up. the afro and everything. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm yeah. going to go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Look, look, a, look a little so like Lionel Richie, but which so came out of the that. The brother, he's sporting that afro. So let's let's move on to our Who's first guest. All, all right. right, all right. Let me introduce this brother. Canote. Israel. Israel. Founder of the Israel Family Urban Farm. Is an urban farmer, community activist, and husband. Born and raised in Sacramento, he traveled across the country for 10 years on the dime of corporate America before deciding to trade in his frequent flyer miles for seeds and soil. Seeds and yes, soil. Canoke. Yes. Welcome to Black Talk Sacramento, bro. Welcome, bro. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm really, really happy to be here. I've been following you guys for a while now, so I'm glad to be able to sit down and just be able to share with you guys, share with the community and those listening. So I'm ready. Welcome. All right. All right. All right. All right. So let's talk about... Who are you? What, what, yeah, who are you and what is urban farming? Because I, I know what you're talking about, but for those that don't... You could bring it uh, to oh, the- bring it home. So, so really, urban farming—that's more like a fad word. Um, it's a—it's a really urban farming is really an an old practice that everybody used to do. Basically, what it is, it's growing food inside of what we now call the city areas. So that's basically what urban farming is, and it's you know it can deal with chickens, bees, growing vegetable crops. You know, not too many animals, maybe small animals, maybe a pigs, chickens, goats, things like that. Probably can't keep a cow in the city. That type of stuff. So basically, you know, that's, you know, and it's good. Yeah. You can't keep a car in the city? Why not? Uh, they need a lot of space. Yeah, yeah, they need a lot of space. They need a lot of space. Needs, needs, they got byproducts too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I got you. you know, we try to do that. People may not be all uh, too happy about that, but really, that's what urban farming is. Um, that's the new word that that's you know, if you read about like right now, there's an article circulating that came out from the United uh, Nations, um, 2014. It was talking about the idea of really just small farms. Nowadays, back in the days, a farm could be you know a husband, wife, they're working together, they're, you know, they're taking care of a land. Now you've got these thousand, two thousand, four thousand, five thousand acre you know, agri farms that are, oh, you yeah, know, it's, it's big business. Yeah. It's, it's very big business now. And especially in California, you know, we're, right. we're the agricultural producing. So, state. so, yeah. so when, when did, when did, um, big agriculture take over the farming? Ooh. Was it after the Dust Bowl or? It, it wasn't after the Dust Bowl, but I'm going to say right around maybe like the, the 40s, 50s, that type of time. Um, you know, of course, you know, the country started with agriculture. Right. And, you right. Know, but it was family farms, though. Yeah, right. it was family. It was family farms around 1900. Everybody was was practicing. Yeah, because you have to have. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you had to have. There was that. no grocery store. Right? Yeah, I was going to say there was <laughs> right, no grocery right, store. Right. So I used to go down like south and visit yeah. my grandparents. Yeah. They had everything. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Watermelons. And you may have a general store. Yeah, right. But mm-hmm. but like you said, it was no. Uh, well, my father he grew up in uh, Texas. Yep, and uh, they grew up on like. 80 acres. Yep. And they yeah. farmed yep. the land, you know, and, it, and yeah. the land is still there today. Yeah, and my then, grandma, she had a, she had an urban farm not right next door. So she had like a little farm that she, she grew green peas and, you know, green beans, I should say. And, right. and we used to help her snap them and, you know, yeah. that kind of and thing. Then, and then for us, you really have to look at the great migration when we left right. the South. Right. Because right. before right. that, we were 15%. Yeah, we were 15% of the farmers. We had yeah. about, we had millions of acres of land. We just couldn't make it. We couldn't make 
make it work. It was too much oppression. Right, yeah. The USDA was involved. Was a, the Freedmen's yeah, Bureau yeah. was involved. You had to move around and do different things. You had to move around. So we, we left. So that that was a lot, had to had a lot to do with what we were doing as far as farming too as well. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, in the cities like New York, you've seen people for years farm on the roofs. Oh, yeah. You know, they've, they've had farms up on top, you know. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's, it's making a resurgence now. But even if you look at the time like World War II, Victory Gardens. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. That, the year that they actually called for the Victory Gardens, United States grew about 40% of their food in urban farms. Right. Um, some of which are, are still around today. So it's not really a new thing. It's a new thing now, but it's cause being repackaged and sold mm-hmm. as something new. So, but we've been so, doing this for a long time. So, so how did how did NAFTA affect family farming? NAFTA? Um, you mean when they started to trade the different with, places? With, yeah, because you know it was a agreement with South America right. that they, you know, that they could well, actually truck over. Well really food what it did is produce. it just undercut because you know a lot most of the farms, these big farms that are supplying most of the food, they're surviving not because they're making money. So subsidies. Subsidies. Yeah. That's what's happening. So when NAFTA came into play and all of those things happened, then they have to start subsidizing the food that was being grown and basically saying, oh, you may grow Corn. 100 acres. <laughs> yeah, you may buy 100 acres of that, but don't worry if you can't sell it. We'll give you a we'll subsidy. give you some money. Yeah. Yeah. So... so- how did how did you get into farming? What, what was your what was your? I know what was the was it a voice from heaven or something? What what happened? Like farming. <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those things. One, I'm a I'm a concrete person. First of all, I've always been all through a my life, person. and I'm yeah. you know I'm a person that likes to see things happen in the oh, real world and real concrete, tangible. practical, okay. practical. Mm-hmm. So you know when you start to look at there's a couple things. 1986, my mom had breast cancer first time mm. when I was young. It was it was devastating. I was young, but I didn't really have an idea. And that was back when chemo wasn't like chemo of today. Yeah. So she yeah. really, really hardcore I saw chemo, yeah, yeah, it was hardcore chemo and I saw her go through that. Um about in the nineties she had cancer again. Oh wow. Yeah. Um she's a four can four time breast cancer survivor. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's she's still yeah, my mom's not going anywhere until she decided to go. But and then my dad, um, <laughs> right. he had his kidney removed. from cancer too. So I had two big hits in my family as far as cancer goes. And so going to the, you know, doctor, the doctor's like, oh, both your parents have cancer. Well, you got an 80% chance. Chance of getting cancer. Of getting cancer. And so I I just didn't like those odds. And so I really started to change my diet into a plant-based diet. And I started to eliminate the fast food, eliminate the sodas, eliminate all the garbage because Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to go out like that. Mm -hmm. And so what happened is in trying to provide food for a family, um, organic, it's impossible. I was working in the corporate corporate world, computer engineer, mm-hmm. you know, doing quite well and still unable to put food on the table organically every single night. Mm-hmm. So, you know, about 2007, 2008, Economy dropped. You know, they were talking about the second Great Depression, all that. And I said, okay. Yeah, recession. Yeah, recession, all those different types of things. So I was like, well, <laughs> last time we had the Great Depression, we were able to make it because we were growing our own food. We were, you know, making our own clothes. We were, you know, building our own houses. We had that type of self-sufficient lifestyle. We were used to that. So I said, you know what? It's about time. So I went home, spent a few hundred dollars, put a whole bunch of stuff in the ground and was like, hey, I'm about to start growing some food. Two weeks, everything was dead. Mm. Every single thing that I planted, because any fool knows you don't start a garden in July. So I was totally disconnected from nature, totally disconnected from growing food altogether. And then it dawned on me. The reason why we're doing all the things that we're doing now is because we have lost what real wealth is. 
Right. And the creation right. of real wealth. Like if the grocery store shut down tonight at five o'clock, how long is it going to take for people to actually start to go into shock because there's no food? They don't have food anymore. You go to the South, our grandparents and great grandparents, they had you know, jams, yeah, all cabinets, that stuff, yeah, all pantry, of that. Yeah. Pantry, yeah, they had pantries that pantries was full. Everything, yeah, was full. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so it was that. And then from that point, I just was like, you know what? I'm going to start growing food in my backyard. So I used to get up at six in the morning. Then I used to garden for an hour, fix breakfast, take the children to uh, school, then go to work way in Rockland, sit there, come home an hour again and then garden some more. When I got home, I did that for, you know, one, two years strong. And, you know, right that, right that time, I also met Judith and, you know, I was like, you know what, we need to start a farm. And she looked at me she thought I was crazy. She said, <laughs> you know, she was, she was living out in Rancho Cordova at the time. She was living in Rancho Cordova at the time uh, in a nice, nice duplex. Uh, talking about, you want to have a, yeah, a farm in Oak Park. Like, okay, McDonald. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, from there, um, Started growing food. I took a class up in Northern California for three days. And, you know, it was I came home with this idea, one idea that stuck with me. It was like, forget about the plants. It's about the soil. Start growing soil. That's the important thing. Good soil, good food. Good soil, good food. I came home, started growing some food. 10% of our food, 15% of our food, 20% of our food. I just kept expanding and expanding and expanding. And now we're up to about 1,500 square feet um, worth of crops oh. that we grow right mm-hmm. now. We've got about 40 fruit trees, um, got chickens. And, you know, it, it's a wonderful thing, but that wasn't wait, enough. Wait, wait, wait. You got chickens? You eat the fresh chickens? No. So, we. Who, who's snapping the neck? Nobody's doing no, snapping no, the neck. Okay. Nobody's snapping the neck. You're doing it with the no. eggs, right? Just the eggs. Just okay. the eggs. No, I tell everybody, if you want the chickens, they're right there. Right. You ain't ready. <laughs> yeah, no if you want to get your hands dirty. Yeah, if you want to get your hands dirty, go ahead. It's up to you. <laughs> well, they used to yeah, you the have chickens, a three, right? yeah, 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 chicken the chicken nightmares. nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> and snapping, so you know, snapping the necks of chickens, it releases all of the chemicals into their bodies. When an animal dies a death that's very horrible like that, all of that fear and all of that mm. terror goes into the meat. So that so, must be the spice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm serious. No, no, seriously though, but you know, that's why if you're going to eat meat, it's best to eat like halal or if it's oh, yeah. kosher mm. because it's killed in a way to where the, 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 the terror, yeah, it's humane. So you don't get all mm. of that. In fact, the, the meat even tastes better. Yeah. It okay. tastes different. You can tell yeah, the difference. I, I, I once, I once heard, I think I was in a class somewhere and they was talking about how the Indians hunted buffalo and and they were saying that they were actually it was a ceremony. Oh, yep. Oh, yep. they did and a prayer. Yep. Yeah, it was a ceremony. And he said that this person went out with them to watch the ceremony. Mm-hmm. He said and it was like a buffalo came out of the herd to be to be sacrificed. It was like the the buffalo just came out of the herd, be like, okay, I'm the I'm one the that one. you need to kill. Right. And it was and it was like and it's usually an older one and right. you know that kind of thing. So I I, I just I feel like and you know I, I I hear what you're saying. It's like and that's one of the reasons why I became vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Was that I felt like we had a time in in technology where we don't have to eat meat. No. Now it's you know I can understand when it was a time where you needed. I to ain't eat meat. no computer chips. You know, and and right now it's like you can eat meat if you want to, and I don't and I don't knock anybody that eats meat, but you have to understand that this is not something that you need to do. Right. It's it's just something that it's almost like eating meat is like going to twenty four hour fitness. It's like it's not something that you really 
need to 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 have and we just doing it because we we like the taste and it's not something that's a survival based thing so that and not um, only that but um you do have to um you have to become an animal to eat a dead animal mm. you have to you the have mindset to that you have takes. to hook into that part of your 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 body and your mind to be able to take a slab of meat from an animal and and throw it on a grill and cook it and and be able to eat it well, <laughs> I mean, you know, if you you go back to ancient, like if you go back to ancient cultures, she like, hey, you know, she's like, what? Is somebody going out the door? <laughs> but okay, but when we're talking about uh, yes, sorry. the organic uh, uh, vegetables and oh, things God, like that, uh-huh. fruit, we're we're talking about pesticides that are being put inside of yes, the food yeah. that's being sold over the counter, mm-hmm. and and I, I believe that you know. Growing it organically, mm-hmm. you know, you you rid all of that. Absolutely, yeah. You know, I, I think some meat for me, yeah. You know, I I believe in the protein, and you know, maybe I don't eat as much beef. I eat chicken, right? Uh, but I think fish, I think I think it's okay. I mean, like I said, it's and the you thing can't is, really is that knock, you can't get religious about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't knock people, but right. here's one thing that you will understand though is that when you eat meat, um. When you go to the bathroom, you get bright yellow because that's all the protein that your body can't handle. Right. So mm-hmm. you know, you don't really need as much of these things. Right. As, they said they said that yeah. it was um if you really wanted to eat, it was like a um cigarette cigarette carton cigarette mm-hmm. um, pack size. That's that's all you need daily. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. That's yeah. what they said. And yeah. if you're doing it for the protein, um and I you know but yeah I, I think that. Like I said, you you can't really, like you said, you can't really get religious about it. But right. I think as black people too, as well, is that we have to a lot of a lot of things that we learn how to eat we have to re- was because it was from slave. It was sure. a slave mindset. Well, that, it was survival. Yeah, it was right. survival. Yeah, it was so survival. it's, it's definitely had. something that we have to re-educate ourselves on. It's like not even not even being a vegetarian, but being a responsible meat eater. Well, well yeah, you know, um, I, I believe that you know, in the black race, we have a lot. of you know, of diseases uh, that we end up having, like uh, diabetes and heart disease right. and things like that, that we need to really mm-hmm. kind of watch out for, right. you know, and that's because of the way that we, we still eat in the way that we were eating when we were right. slaves, yeah, you know, right. we, we're still or eating after, yeah, the, or just the survival mode. And, yeah. and Well, survival I'm going to give you, I'm going to give yeah. you two statistics mm-hmm. and then maybe we'll, cause we could be on the meat thing. We could be on Before this ever. for the rest right. of the show. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. 75% of all of the, Antibiotics bought in the United States yeah. are for animals. Yeah, and then Whoa, you become are you yeah are and then for you animals. Immune, right, to the antibiotics that they give you in the hospital. Then you you die of staph infection or something. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's one statistic. And mm. then another statistic is that the climate change. Mm-hmm. It takes all of the fertilizers, all these different things that's going on with the yeah, animal, the yeah, CO2. Yeah. It's contributing to the greenhouse gases, which is also contributing to climate change. So even if you're not looking at it from the aspect of myself, um, we're, le- we're, gonna, yeah, yeah. we're leaving a legacy for our children. Right. And if we don't heal the people planet connection, then they're not going to have anything left. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what's so really more about looking at those things too, as well. Not just the fact of, Oh, it tastes good to me. You know, we kind of have to get out of our individualism sometime and start to think about the fact that the earth is a symbiotic, there's relationships. It's an organism. Yeah. It's, a organism. Yeah. it's a living organism. And we mm-hmm. were 
our, our, we were p- supposed to be the stewards of it. That's and it. when we break that, when we break that relationship, Mold, yeah. then problems start happening, and that's sure. where we are today. Hmm. Oh, there mm-hmm. you go. Preach. That's a good, yeah. that, was a, that was a good. So, one. how big is your farm? Um, our farm is just under a half acre. Um, okay. So that's probably about uh, probably about twenty four, twenty five thousand square feet. Oh, I don't know what, I don't know what that yeah. means. So put that in, still put that in. A, in is it like a football field? Half uh, football two, field? About two is it about the size is it, of this? Is it as big as uh, underground books? Or um, well, let me see. Let me think about. Um, well, Give us an analogy of what, Usually what? a house sits on Well okay the, the houses out here in Oak Park Usually sit on Maybe about a quarter of an acre uh, uh, Yeah So if you could think, So take two of those take So two, two houses those. Yeah, yeah two, two houses Two, two, two Oak Park houses Yeah, yeah. Including the backyard Including the lag, yeah, backyard Front yard yeah. All that different okay. space oh, yeah. that's, that's a lot of space that's Yeah that's a lot of space, space. Okay. So so name uh, What are some Okay I have a I have a nice little Cool little farm in the back Yeah I'm trying to get my Yeah I'm trying to get my little farm We're going to work that out So so we work that out I got I'm growing grapes Yeah We have a plum tree Yep Delicious The plums was off the hook uh, Our tomatoes didn't do And I know The plums were good the, the plums were good Yeah Money uh, grows on trees yeah, okay, There you go Yeah um, uh, <laughs> We did melons um, <laughs> And this is on me I, I thought they were cantaloupes So I was waiting for them to change. <laughs> Come to find out After they busted Found out they were honeydews Okay <laughs> but, but I think You know when we, when we picked up the plant and it's, I think it depends on where you pick the plants up from. Mm-hmm. That I, I believe that the lady had them uh, mistagged. So okay, yeah. So it did say cantaloupe, and when I put it in the ground, I was like, "These some big ass cantaloupes." You know? <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. So talk about what are some of the things that you grow? Oh man, we grow everything from you know the kales, the cabbages, your leaf crops, your kales, cabbage. Lettuce, mustard greens, turnips greens, all those different things, all the way down to the to the root crops, which is beets. You Any know, peanuts. Um, no mm-hmm. peanuts. Haven't done peanuts. So some things, and I'll get to that in a second, because um, we have to make we have to make certain types of you know decisions because we don't have a lot of space mm-hmm. so when when you're talking about growing a whole bunch of things. So there's some some decisions that we have to make. But the first thing, you know. Beets, turnips, um, carrots, those types of things. Um, and then also going into some other stuff such as tomatoes, you know, the regular stuff that you eat on a seasonal basis. But for the most part, and we even have some exotic stuff. We've got some guava back in there that's growing. Okay. Um, we've got some um, yacone, which is something that comes from the Andes Mountain. Uh, what is a yacone? Yacone, it's... Mm. Is it a Are you familiar with Jerusalem artichokes by any chance? No. Okay. So it's it's a tuber. It looks like a tomato, I mean potato almost, right? But it it doesn't have that same taste as a as a tomato as a potato. It's it's more of like a it's more like a juicy, watery type of tuber um, that okay. you know that grows every single year, and you just put it in the ground and grow it. So we've got you know all kinds of different things. You know we're we're trying to you know a lot. Of course we got the okra. You know, we got those things growing too as well. So anything we can eat pretty much is there. Okay. Growing at any given time. We have something in the ground growing 365 days out of every single year because we're in California. Mm. This is the place for that. So right now is the time to is is right now the time to plant? Is this absolutely season? right now is the time. Um for those people who have gardens, they want to start their fall stuff. Now is the time to actually do it. Um this is the time you want to start planting your leaf crops, which is your mustards, your turnips, um, your 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 lettuces, you know, your kales, your cabbages. It's time you want to put those in. All 
also you want to put in your root crops such as your beets, you know, also your turnips. Turnips are good. Beets are good and turnips are good because you get two crops for the price of one. You can eat the leaves off the top and then you got the tuber that's growing in the bottom. So you got two crops in one place. And then at the same time, you know, you also want to start putting in um, things like beans. You can okay. still get into your beans, like your uh, peas and beans, those type of things. Oh, okay. Great. Absolutely. Great. 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 Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving it. Um, uh, we, we, we got to connect. Now you also have, you also, uh, work with people if they want to start farms in their backyard, right? Absolutely. We have a program called We Dig It. Um, and what that does is, <laughs> I like that. um, you we know, we, we, we will put a garden in your backyard. It's okay. just as simple as that. Um, we'll come over to your house, take a look at what you got. Um, get an idea of what you want to grow. And then we'll come over with volunteers, tools. We'll bring all the plants, everything. And we'll go from 9 a.m. to sometimes 2 p.m. or 1 p.m., 12. And we'll turn your flat space into a thriving garden, irrigation so, and everything. Oh, wow. So how do people get in touch with you? How do they find you? Well, um, you can give us a call, um, you know, or you can go to our website, www.yisraelfamilyfarm.net. Um, you can also check us out on Facebook. Um, you can also go to our Facebook page, We Dig It Urban Gardens. And um, there's a way that you can go and fill out an application and write online and we'll take a look at it, give you a call and hook you up. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Is there is there a fee for this? How's it working? It's no cost. We we also give you um, technical assistance for a year or two, which is, oh, wow. means, well, you know, you can give us a call and we'll tell you what to so plan. So like, you get percentage of the produce or how, how does it work? Um, what, what happens up to this point is we do check back in and see if people are, you know, make sure people's gardens are going good and things like that. We haven't set up because it does take a lot of time and energy. So we haven't set up anything to figure out how we're going to get some of the produce that people are growing. But we do encourage because we do a lot of the garden builds in the same area. Mm -hmm. So we encourage the people that are getting garden builds to help on builds that are happening to kind of create oh, this cool. community, community cool. of that's people cool. who are getting gardens so that they can start to become support for each other. So sure, that how, how do you like how that. do you feel about hydroponics and indoor farming and stuff like that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, well, right now it's very popular. It's in New very York. popular yeah. right now, like and and in the cases where there's no access to the soil, the soil is you know it's it's got to it's toxic. Then yes, of course, I'm a purist. Mm. I like soil. I'm always going to be that way. But there are applications for hydroponic and aquaponics. I mean, these are things also, because we, we have these new words, but these things have been going on all the time. Oh, if you look that. at a pond and you got some, you got fish in the pond yeah. and then you got the, you it's know, a whole circular the thing. there's a whole circular thing that's been going on. So mm. it's not like that thing hasn't been happening. But as far as taking it to the level of, you know, turning they got inside it inside farm and you got lights and they got you know, hydroponics in, on the space shuttle. Yeah, they have one on the space shuttle where they growing potatoes and oh, stuff. Oh, wow. absolutely! So it's it's very cool, and they you know they they try to figure out ideas on how to because they they planted a mission to Mars, so farming is is going to another planet. So it's very right. So not only do, is farming well, going to be, we shouldn't have destroyed that one. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why not take care of them? We need to stop destroying planets. So, I mean, I might move to Mars. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious, though. Wouldn't the gravitational pull have some type of effect on Well, that's planet? what they tested. That's why they put it in space to oh, test so it. Is yeah, it test and see what's yeah, happening. Yeah, it worked. They grew oh, potatoes okay. in space. and okay. they Yeah, so it's very cool. And, and I, I think that especially as 
you know, as black people, we, we have to, we have to look at these things because we have a lot of black people that live in urban areas right? and they might not have access to a, um, might not, they yeah, don't, they don't have no, access don't. to soil, right? right? right they live in right. apartments or whatever it may be. So it's nice to, to give people that, that idea of nature and, and, and see that they, they can grow stuff that, that is good for them, that they can actually eat, you we know, not just, really nice... like, not just a plant, a bonsai tree or something, but you can actually eat this thing. You can grow some lettuce or whatever it may be. And it's a nice thing to teach your kids. Yeah, and this, this you start. This is salvation, though, yeah. because see, we're we're increasingly being forced into in artificial environments mm, to live right, in, right. and and connecting back to nature. Um, there's a thing called nature deficit disorder, right. and they found that children that are exposed to nature um, while young, through playing, through gardening, through all those different things. No need for riddling. Right. Yeah. You know, no need for they're more getting, stable. They're more stable. Yeah. You, you know, a mo- lot of our children, especially our children. I mean, I couldn't sit still back then. Back then they called me hyper. But if sure. they would have had riddling back then, they would have probably put me on it. Yeah. yeah. So. It gives you the ability to go outside, interact with nature. It's kinesthetic. It, it engages all of your senses. So, you know, the word kindergarten means child's garden. Oh, mm. yeah, hey. So, you know, yeah. that's yeah. that should let yeah. you know that we're kind of going astray as far as how we need to be teaching our children. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. They need some kind of connection to nature. They need they need some kind of connection to nature and they need to be um, in the places where we are mm-hmm. or we're supposed to be anyways. Well, you know, the, there's there's studies that have been done and people that eat more organically and, and cut out all of the like you're saying, the fast foods, the sodas, the ice cream and things like that. The processed that, food. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The processed food. They're becoming more healthier. They, right. You know, they may have. Uh, symptoms or diseases and things like that. Well, well then you know, then it becomes a health div- health divide, right? You have this. You have a whole host of people that live healthy, right? That have all the the avenues so their brains work right and all this kind of stuff. Then you have people that live, you know. Off of processed food because it's the cheapest food, yeah, right. And then so, you have a whole segment of the population that that don't have, you know, it's a it's a health divide. It's like so if you poor, you eat more unhealthy, right. You know, then so with with the word organic, uh, okay, with the word organic, that automatically sends the prices of food up. So well, not not really. What so, really sends the price of food up is transportation costs. It's transportation. It's okay. not. It's like for example, if I live next door to you and I'm growing some food that's organic, me taking it to you, there's no transportation cost. Seventy percent, sixty to seventy percent of the price for food in general is transportation. So if you buy local, to where you can, going. if you yeah, if you buy yeah. local, if that's why urban farms are so important, especially for our neighborhoods, because you know you you know what Oak Park looks like. Um, Liquor stores, yeah. empty lots. Yeah, Plus, you get right. a lot. Fast of, food. You get a lot right. of uh, big uh, food, desert, right. food deserts. Yeah. Food, food deserts. deserts. Twenty six point yeah. five million people. Yeah, are yeah. in food yeah. deserts. Now, do you sell any of your um, food that you grow? Um, at this point, um, it's not legal for us to sell because we're okay. we're in the county. You know, we have the right. county finger right. area. Right. So, if you're familiar with some of our work, we were um, one of the founding members of the Sacramento Urban Agriculture Coalition, and through that coalition, we were able to get the law changed so that you can grow food in the city and then. <laughs> sell it in your front yard. Okay. And we're in the process now of talking to the planning commission. Um, you know, maybe by the end of the year, that will be in place there in the county. And what we'll do is we're just going to have a farm stand right in the driveway. Yeah, there we that'd go. be nice. All right. there I, we go. Yeah. So, I so, just came from Italy. So do you go to... Where? What part of Italy? I was in Pozzuoli, Italy. And what was cool was... No, is that was, north or south? That's like the south. Okay. What was cool was they had these little trucks. And on the back of these trucks was 
all fresh vegetables and stuff. And they just would drive anywhere. There were stands, there were fruit stands, and fruit everything, stand. everywhere. <laughs> we used to do that in they used, Yeah, yeah used I was going to say that, that. That used to happen right here. I remember the watermelon man. He used to yeah, be he used to yeah, catch yeah, okay. him <laughs> riding down. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, so, 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 but can you go to like a, um, um, what's it called? Those, um, I want to say those, those, Farm market, farmer market. Do you do farm market? market or? Um, we don't do farmers markets, and because you know, for a sm- see, the thing is, is that see, we have to get back to the way that we used to do things. Do things, right. and and so when you think about food, as a farmer, it's more work to harvest the food, keep it cool, do all those things, package it, make it look nice, and get it to a market. That's more work work. than actually growing the food itself. So at this point now, we're not doing farmer's markets. We've done farmer's markets in the past, and it was quite lucrative for for all of our products. So we don't just grow food and sell it. Uh, A farm is the miniature city. So we've got all kinds of things going on. We, you know, grow our own, own, um, we make our own soap, jams, body butters, which are right across the street over at Display display right now. So so we're talking about creating value uh, deeper than the fact of, oh, you're an urban farmer. No, we're we're value creators. We're we're taking the responsibility of producing something that we have to have three times a day on ourselves. And so the empowerment, the confidence, all those different types of things that go along with it. And then our children are able to see this. So then they can see an alternative future of go to school, get a degree, go to college and then work somewhere for 75 years that, you know, they don't ever get to see their house. You know, right. so there's there's a lot more to this than just urban farming, farming itself right. when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. So. So, OK, tell us where where. Tell us again where we can find you online. Okay. And then tell us where your farm is located because you have, do you, do you do like workshops and stuff like Absolutely. that? Absolutely. So we're, we're located in, we're located on Roosevelt Avenue, right off of Stockton Boulevard. You can find us, our phone number is 888-487-9494. Our website, once again, www.yisraelfamilyfarm.net. And, you know, Facebook, you can find us in the same place, Facebook, the Yisrael Family Farm. And that's that's where we are. And we have I have a class coming up this Thursday at Colonial Heights Library. Um, It's about fall and spring planting. So we're going to talk about all of the things that you need to do for fall, how to get your soil together, all that stuff. Okay, and what time is that? Five thirty. Okay, five thirty at the Colonial Heights Library. Yes. And it's free class. And it's free. We like free. (laughs) But it's not sustainable, though. It's called ecology. I'm loving what you're doing, man. Um, it's great. You, you were also on the cover of uh, Sacramento News and Review. Oh, yeah, that was a trip. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, now we know your face. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think that it's good because when you start to look at the things that are going on around food, especially in our community, it's not an accident, it's by design. And because of that, you know, when I go to the meetings, I'm usually the only one of us there at these meetings. Meetings right. and, and decisions are being made about, oh, we're going to put this here. We're going to do this and do that here. So I kind of almost look at myself as like, you know, a, a representative for all of us trying to figure out the pathways. I'm like the Jackie Robinson of, of the urban farm. Trying to figure out a way to keep the door open. So, yeah, you know, so other people the, can come through. So other people can come through. So mm-hmm. as you heard earlier, we were talking about this is our 24th um, 
uh, show, which is our two year anniversary. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. we're talking about now we're, we're ready to come out into the community. Mm-hmm. So we would love to come to your farm oh. and, 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 and take, all, take us on and the tour. people that are watching on the tour of your farm. Absolutely. And uh, maybe we can have yeah, some, something nice. to, uh, to, we can have to, you for to show up on. And no, what, what, what we're going to do is okay. we're going to go on a tour for the farm. Okay. And maybe we'll snap peas, but after we're done, uh-huh. we're going to have a meal. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, we're gonna oh, have, have a, a meal. meal. Oh, look at her looking. Look at the yeah, look. And, and there's Judith right over there. Right. Judith, the Judith is saying, "You didn't you tell me you smiling." <laughs> Judith said, "You didn't tell me nothing about no meal." So, so we, okay. Oh, oh, so oh. We're, we're asking Sacramento to come along because we need to support this brother. On what, what he's, he's doing. doing, he's it's a great it's vision. It's a great vision, and um, we'll talk more and we'll tune you guys in. So we'll before we do this, we'll have another show. And so we'll, we'll let plan you know. it and we'll let you guys know. How's that sound? Is yeah, that cool? Sounds, sounds good. good. Is that cool, yeah. Judith? Okay. All right. Is it okay. good? Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. By a clap of hands. Yes. 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 Oh yeah. We gonna make it happen. It's gonna happen. All right. Thank you, Israel. So Israel. Man, this I, is I appreciate it. Thank you for coming out, man. This is uh Can I can I I just have a couple of more no, things. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I just have a couple this of more is your things. Platform. Go ahead. Oh, thank you so much. So, what I want to do is I want to say that now um there's black farmers are disappearing. Yes. And so nowadays there's so many different opportunities for people of color to get into agriculture. For example, there's the 1890 scholars program. If, if you as a college, you know, a college freshman, you go one, one of the land grant black colleges, they will give you free tuition. Wow. They give you a laptop, guaranteed summer employment with the USDA. And when you get out of college, for the most part, most people get a job. Wow. Okay. wow! From the wow. USDA. Wow. Now, now, how, how do they get in contact and find out about that information? So you, all you have to do is look 1890 Scholars Program. Okay. If you look at that, it'll take you to the USDA website. And then also, um, you know, we have to. What we also have to understand when we're starting to look at this is, you know, we're dealing with systemic racism and oppression right. all the way through, and many people are are in league with this system and they don't even know it in many cases. Mm -hmm. So when we start talking about police brutality, police brutality has to do with the fact that there's food deserts because it's the same system that's promulgating all of this. And in order for us to kind of get in a position of, I guess you could say power, because we're very, we get attached to popular moves, not power moves. So we have to deal with power moves because a lot of people say, well, you're an urban farmer, you grow food. I said, no, I'm in the real estate. Oh, okay. there you go. There you go. That's, <laughs> and, and, and that's real. Yeah, I'm into real estate. Right. Because in order for you to grow food, you have, you have to, to have, have your land. own land. Yeah. You have to have your own. So are you looking to buy lots? Because there are uh, plenty for lots. Or is that something we'll, we'll, we'll bring to the point? Okay, <laughs> well, anyway. Any, okay. Yeah, so that's that's all part of it. Because right now, that's where the land grab is. Right. There's, there's so many empty lots uh, in Oak here, Park oh, right Lord, now yeah. that... That's where the land grab is right now. Right, right. You know, to where those places are. So we have to start looking at things from more than just this superficial idea. You have to get into real estate. You're going to have to get into economic development. And when you start to do that and people ask me, well, how much money do you make urban farming? I said, well, think about how much money you save. That's because I can stay in my house for two, three weeks and not need to come out. Right, right. You know, because anytime you walk outside your house, you start your car. That's money. You go to the store. That's money. 
money. money. And yeah. anytime you have to leave your house, that's money. Yeah. So we're really talking about economic development and economic empowerment and taking control of our economics. Home economics, they used to talk, call it back then. Yeah. So yeah. this is, you know, more than just growing food to sell it in the new, you know, fad thing. Because I went to Italy, too. Now, mm-hmm. we're, in fact, we're, Judith and I were about to go again. But we went to Italy last year and I met farmers from South America, Central America, Africa, you know, and mm. Australia. And they were like, oh, you Americans, you guys urban farm. Ha, 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 ha. We've been growing food in the same place for 1,500 years, 2,000 years. And it wasn't urban farm. It's called survival. This is how we did it back then. And you guys came here. And what happened to y'all? <laughs> that's what the yeah, question was. Right. What happened to y'all when you got here? Y'all don't remember? Did you Industrialization. Guys? That's what happened. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's deeper. It's deep like like Rick Ross says, it's deeper than rap. Um, it's deeper than urban farming. It's 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 about economic development and economic empowerment. Take it seriously. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, now do you work with uh, Michael Kabaka? Uh, Kabuka, uh, Michael Kabaka. 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 Yeah. Was- you know, Michael Kabaka, he was one of the people, when I first started growing food, he did an agricultural summit at the state capitol yes. some time ago. And I was there at that thing. And there was another thing in San Francisco that he did. Up until this point, I mean, I know that he works a lot in Stockton, different places. Yeah. We haven't gotten a chance to do a whole bunch of collaboration. But I will say that in being connected with him and talking to him back when I was just a fledgling, you know, a green, you know, green behind the ears farmer, he said some things to me that were very, very important. So, okay. you know, we all, anybody that's in the soil, it's real work. Okay. Yeah. Shout oh, out yeah. to Michael Kabaka. Oh, yeah. yes, sir. Shout out. Thank you for coming out. All right. Yeah, awesome. All right, yeah. man. Right. Appreciate yeah. it, so man. Israel. Thank you for having Appreciate me out. Yeah. Let's set that up. Okay. Yeah. All okay. right. All right. We look forward to that, bro. Can I get a shake, too? I thank you. That was awesome. So Israel just uh, hipped us to, uh, what is it called? We Dig It. We, we dig, dig it. it. We dig it. I believe. Yeah, we dig it. Urban gardens. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah, yeah. This is a uh, amazing, amazing work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you have, come on, yeah. come on, come on. Yeah. You know, I didn't talk about Project Good. Project Good is our um, youth mentorship program. Um, this Sunday, we're going to graduate five of our students. Um, we've, they've been with us for about six, seven weeks. They learned how to grow food. They learned how to grow themselves. And they learned how to grow community. Um, what's going to happen is the graduation ceremony goes with one, them getting them stipends. Because for, with youth, whenever I work with you, I make sure that they get paid. They okay. have to get they have to do they that to. because, you know, we can't have this volunteerism in our communities that are already impoverished. We have to make sure that right. those things happen, because right. I know you guys were talking about economics and employment. We were talking about gang prevention mm-hmm. um, at the same time. What they're going to do is they're going to come. They're going to show their parents what they learned about the soil, all that. And then they're going to follow it up with cooking dinner for for their families. Oh, wow. It's kind of okay. like a farming recital. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Okay. So anyways, Project Good, Growing Our Own Destiny. I'm going to leave some flyers yeah. here at Underground Books and um, you know it's something that we do with the youth so I just wanted to make sure that I said something about that so if you're young you know 15, 19, 20, 21 you want to get into growing your own food community projects civic engagements we got you alright 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 yeah I'm loving, it. I'm loving it holistic approach to community very good very good yes, yes. so and you get fed 
Yeah, yeah, and you get fed. Well, and, 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 and natural food too. And you're into real estate, yeah. and, and real estate. All the things, <laughs> just all the no, things no, no, that the go together. The building of economics. Dude, you, we're talking about building community. This yeah. is it right here. Yeah. So thanks, man. We really Thank appreciate you. that. We but really we also really that. look forward to coming and having this meal you talking about. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, I want some sure. greens and some cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> I'm setting my uh, you said and some and some and some and some oatmeal patties. <laughs> hey, hey, you want to hang out for the rest of the show with us, man? You could uh, come on and hang out. We, we're gonna go into the uh, to the um, to the other to news, to the other news. All right, all right. And then so, if you have anything you want to add, that's cool. absolutely come on into it. I'll do it. All right. So uh, Dr. Dr. Dre got handcuffed outside of his home. Oh, 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 oh. oh what happened? After he said, oh, oh, after somebody, a man said he had a gun. Oh. So once again, you know. <laughs> no matter how much money you got. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. No matter how much money you have or who you are, you right? Can you get, could be like, somebody can just claim you got something. He got a spear and a shield and they come and out. And this was right out in front of his house. I read that. Right out in front of his house. Yeah. And they handcuffed great. him. Yeah. Yeah. They handcuffed and him. They because handcuffed. he asked the man, to, you know, you're parked Yeah, you parked in front of my house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Can you move your car? Like, Oh my God! You Yo, got a gun. <laughs> He's a gangster rapper. <laughs> you got a gun. Right. I know that. I know Beats that he probably Dre. got a he got a nice rude awakening. You know, because a lot of times when you get to that point, you feel right. like you, you forget. Could be- Isolated. Well, I like, just recently got pulled over because yeah. you know South Oak Park has been real hot lately. Yes. So yeah. I got pulled over. Judith got pulled over by the police. Yeah. Um, you know, and so you know they just have this little. Well, Oprah Winfrey, attitude. same thing about her getting locked out of the jury place, and you know you get reminded. Well, you know, you know, you know, I, you are. I, I, I changed hats, man, and I haven't been pulled over as much. When well, I was older, wearing yeah. my baseball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was wearing my baseball. Right, hat. right, right. right. I was sometimes wearing you backwards. backwards. Hey, man, I, listen, man, it was it. Was was on the norm, man. I would just go around the corner. See, I, I stayed in Oak Park also, right. you know, and um, I changed hats, you know, just to match up the clothes. <laughs> right, you know, right, bit, right, 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 and right. They, and, and they, they wave at me now. You got to camouflage yourself. Yeah, yeah, they waving at me now, but I'm, I'm, I still wear my baseball. I still rock the baseball. Mm-hmm. At so. home, at home. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, man, right yeah. there in front of them. I walk in front of them. All right. <laughs> so, uh, Ron Husband, hu- husband um, the story of Disney's first black animator. That's mm-hmm. very good. So I'm going to put these links online. Good. Okay, um, good. So if you can click on that, he's uh, he's been in a couple of, uh, he's he's done a couple of movie um, cartoons cartoon um, feature films well he didn't well he was part of the the making of like the rescues down under Cody Beauty, Beauty and the Beast mm. the Hunchback of Notre Dame Hercules Fantasia 2000 Atlantis the Lost Empire with with made which made history for featuring the first black character in Disney in a Disney film oh, wow. um, Dr. Sweet so I love uh, Atlantis I'd like to I like him and talk oh, yeah. to him and find out about you know because anytime you get the first one of us to do yeah, something so I know you know we got to hear the the un- the CIA story. story, the real story about right, how right. it was, because I mean, was. you know he had to go through hell <clears throat> he yeah. to be able yeah. to do that, and then to just be able to persevere and keep going. Right. Yeah, yeah, especially in a field called animation. You know, oh, man. yeah, I know it must have been pretty hard. Yeah, and then uh, we already talked about Col- Colin Kilpatrick mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. explains why he sat down national anthem. Um, and in well, in, he's not sitting down anymore. Yeah, he's kneeling now. He's kneeling. He's, kneeling. he's taking a knee. Yeah. He's, he's taking get, a knee. He's getting man. closer to standing up. I'm, Chris Brown's my hero. Yeah, yeah, wasn't that crazy? He, he won't. He wasn't standing up. He, wasn't, he closed the door. He said, "Go get a warrant." Yeah, 
<laughs> no, I'm talking about at a, at oh, a recent. No, oh, yeah. too. But recently there was something uh, I saw he, him. Yeah, yeah, he was at a, a event and they asked him to stand up for something, and oh, he was really? like, "I'm not, I'm not standing up for the anthem." Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they got, they go. got a problem right now. They that's who they're afraid of. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wonder, I wonder how they're gonna, how they're gonna. Um, Get back at some of these well, people. Well, you know, we what, we, what we got to once well, now we're, we're uncovering the door is open already. We're so you can't, the genie is like out I the said, box. You know, we we knowing about what the lyrics are about now and why they were written. So you know that national anthem might doesn't be, not so, it's, it's, it's they not might have to do the remix. Right, right. Yeah, they can't. So they shouldn't want us to stay. It's not our anthem, right? It's not our anthem. They might have to do the remix. No, no, we we got it. We got an anthem, right? Yeah, we lift every but voice gonna, oh, and man. sing. Okay, so um, <laughs> <laughs> they ain't gonna be, they, they, they just go on to the next day. So, uh, <laughs> NY, NY, I know, just start singing your you anthem. Them. Like lift every voice. <laughs> All right, uh, NYPD uh, cop uh, Daniel, the guy that choked out, um, yeah, uh-huh. Eric Garner. Um, he he has a raise just for being on a desk, so he got like a twenty thousand dollar raise see that, for sitting on a desk. So it know. pays to choke somebody out. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, it's sad that that makes the news. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they just uh, well, they just brought that up. You know, well, Ti really... Ti just came out with a new video. Um, I can't remember the name of the song, but uh, what he did is he replaced all of those. Uh, Characters are white characters, so you know, so white people have uh, will be able to see how it is when you know somebody that's sitting on the corner selling cigarettes, and then black cops come up and mm, choke them out. Right, so right. if you guys get, I, I can't remember the name. It's of like the, the it's video, like that old movie. Remember that movie video. by um, they, yeah, White Man's Burden. Yeah, 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 White yeah. Man's Burden by yeah. with, with mm. Travesta uh, Tra- Tra- Salone. Not not not. Tra- yeah. I mean not Salone, but um. Oh oh, uh, Harry Belafonte. White no, Man's no, no. Burden. Yeah, he was John, in man. John Travolta. Yeah, John Travolta White Man's Burden. Yeah, yeah, White yeah, Man's yeah. Bar. That's Burton. a good show. Yeah, that was yeah, that movie was like yeah. he was like he was, was like whoa like man you don't know what it feels like to be white so um um need a job Tyler Perry is hiring yes he is let's go down there <laughs> and see what's going uh, he's on. hiring uh, uh for his studio for? in Atlanta so mm. you might want to if you're an actor or something nature you might want to go down there with your resume if or you got your, a cousin down there just call him and ask him to find his dress yeah yeah or in a doctor Made outfit up, yeah. or something like that yeah. so you can show your acting chops right there. <laughs> <laughs> he's like you know or, you know so you can say oh, it was acting so um yeah Tyler Perry is hiring mm-hmm. so moving on to tech news um GM just uh, just released an electric car, so that's that's very cool. So what's cars. different between this car and all the other ones? And the Tesla. Well, it's it's because more mainstream car companies are releasing electric cars, fully cars. electric cars, two hundred miles. They're cheaper. They're getting okay. So, okay. They're starting they're starting so, make, the Tesla, I think, starts at yeah, like yeah, eighty nine thousand yeah. dollars. But that Tesla's and it well, has well, a he, lot of problems right now. He got the ball right rolling, right? Yeah, they the do. I know somebody with the Tesla. They've yeah, had to take it killed. back several yeah. times. No, nah, yeah. but they got killed. Yeah, with the, the, yeah it was the, driving by itself, driving by itself. Well, that was yeah, that was one incident. Well, no, I know, but it was you know, right, right. I'm not letting no computer ever drive. I'm Will Smith and I am robot. I'm, you're not driving for me. I'm right. driving for myself. <laughs> I need to drive for myself. Until the so yeah, yeah. Do, well, how do you guys feel about they talking about maybe Uber having these? Uh, yeah, they develop. Well, well no, my, my man, thing about Uber no. is that I, I, I feel mm-hmm. sorry for the drivers, right? Because the drivers they they are they are submitting their income right. driving and 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 they are, are making, making money for this company mm-hmm. that is investing in automation, right? And, and it's like you almost. Paying them to, to put you, you out of work, 
Okay, but so if you kinda, own, but if you own the car, right? So will Uber just own? They would they would just buy the cars. Is that what, well? They what got, it, they gonna have the their own they, fleet. So they then you should start fleet. your own company called. So they gonna Uber. have their own fleet. So <laughs> it's, it, it could be right. You could have you could be you could be like one person that has like ten cars that's out there. You oh, know, okay. driving so around. They squeeze out the the yeah the middle the middleman. Middle yeah. So but yeah. are you saying be, Uber I wants to be all right? But unmanned cars to take you around. I'll never let a. I'm not letting a computer. No cars not gonna drive me. Well, well, we we kind of do. When you get on light rail, you're you're letting the computer. When you go and get on BART, the computer is driving you. I'm just saying. I'm it's, just right. It will save a lot right. of accidents. It will save you a lot of accidents. I so don't know. I don't it, know. It will. You think so? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know how many how many accidents that happened because of it was driver's error. See, well, that's yeah, how yeah. they. But it could be that Terminator. It could be that. You talking about you talking about Skynet? You like Skynet? You on the way to Skynet? <laughs> no, I'm a hologram. So, <laughs> so, so um, yeah. So I, I think that it's a. I think it's it's a good thing. I think in a lot of times because there was a big accident with um, this bus driver that fell asleep. Mm. It was a commuter bus. But what if the computer guy fell asleep? And um, he fell asleep and he hit a pole and it's like killed all these people. And to me, it's like if you had somebody, even if you're driving, but you had like an assistant assist, like automated assist with that, then you would actually save lives because people. But what if they go? To can school? I come okay. from? Let me come from another perspective because I work. I was in the computer world for 12 years before I came here, and so you're right about that. The computers can do the thing, but here's the thing about computers: they don't think. And so hey. what I've seen mm. in a, in a data center. Where you're talking about trillions and trillions of packets is that one person can do the wrong thing mm-hmm. and then the whole entire system will shut down. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that happen. Like, for example, I, you know, remember phones when um, phones started to get you could call people and you hear the music. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I was part of in the background of putting that system in the first time it did. But anyways, beside the point. So. One person was supposed to change something like a, a rule on how traffic was routed. They hit the button wrong. Mm-hmm. Within 10 minutes, mm-hmm. there was a, a, a it was like a denial of service attack mm-hmm. because all these packets got misrouted. So imagine you've got 100,000 cars on the road or 10,000, 5,000, 500 cars. Mm-hmm. And then one of these types of things happens. Then that means that all of these cars are going to go haywire. Haywire. And, yeah, and you're just going well, to have to. I would think, think there would be some form of redundancy put into the system where. Well, but it this, have to this, happen first before. Right, but this, well, I'm just saying. You know, you I mean, know, this before, system, yeah. Yeah, you, you have to have a mistake before you know that the, there's a mistake there. Well, right. well, well yeah, I mean, but like I said, it's, it's just like with it's just like with seatbelts, right? I mean, seatbelts didn't come into play until there was X amount of accidents and stuff of nature. And then Ralph Nader was the one that really pushed for right. car safety and things right. like that. So with every, I mean, even the, the act of driving is unnatural. So anytime you get to this point of, then you have autopilot, then you have cruise control, you have all these all this technology that that we do depend on already. That is, I don't even miss then we already have control. computer chips in our car that can be hackable. Like the Jeep, they 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 already experienced a hacking um, example in the in the Jeep the Jeep car where they actually took over the car. So yes, I mean, all these things are possible, but we have to understand that in the world that we're living in, that even the the Existing technology that we're living in right now is risky. So even our power grid, you can put a bomb in one power in one one spot and blow up the whole power grid. So a lot of that, and a lot of that stuff is because so much stuff is happening. You know, it's like it's it's impossible for a human being to actually keep up the power grid right now because of the way it's, it's, it's constructed. So I think that I think that yeah, I mean, with every 
jump in technology, we're going to have problems, you know, just like with every jump of space technology, you're going to have explosions and all this kind of stuff, but it's worth it. I think that anytime we, we go that way, it is worth it that we have to, as a people, instead of us saying, the only reason why I bring these up in, in Black Talk Sacramento is that we as a people must know the way that the world is going. And even if you don't participate in it, you have to know that this is where it's going. Right. And this is where we, our children can go. And, and if they decide to get a job, that they can go into that or they can be, become an app maker right. or they can or they can do these things where they actually can um, um, be that next person that design that car firewall right. that could keep your car safe but right. we have to but we have to we have to know that it's coming i mean you just can't keep your head and, and then that you're true true i think people should know technology and i was blessed and fortunate enough to be able to be involved in here but here's what i can say we're not the ones that's controlling what's happening now if we were to actually start to control our own technological advance mm-hmm. as a people then that would be different because there's things that i still can't talk about mm-hmm. that i knew about Back when phones first got on, you know, got on the internet in 2000, you know, what you see with a smartphone down, that was already in place Mm -hmm. in 98, 99, 2000, because I was in the meeting when the first phone came out and they said, oh, um, in 10 years, we're going to make sure that this. And so what happens is, is that everybody, and of course, we already know everybody is being tracked, but at the same time, if we're not the ones in control of how the things go, just like with everything else, there's nothing wrong with making a community look beautiful, but if you're not in the meetings when the stuff is happening yeah. then you get put out and that's where we always right. end up but, sitting well, well my thing is that you know okay you have we have this quote that my people die of lack of knowledge yeah absolutely so the first thing that starts and this is what we were talking about earlier is that the first the first step is the frame of mind and just like with you when it came to food it's like you was green behind the ears you didn't know how to grow your own food but already your mind your mindset has changed that you say okay I want to grow my own food I want to get into this I don't know exactly where to start right. and I think technology is the same way it's that our frame of mind must change that as a people we can have that but we have to have a frame of mind. We have to say, it has to have that switch, that paradigm shift was like, oh, I can get into technology. I remember when I was a kid and they took me into, my first example of technology was like, they took me to this nuclear plant mm-hmm. and I saw my first hologram and I was wow behind my dreams. I was like, oh my God. Right. I didn't know that this is possible and it's exposure, right? So so to me, it's like, you, you if you get into a Tesla not too many black people that can say that they actually got into a Tesla and actually experienced it. <laughs> I've been in a Tesla. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Not too many black people say can say that. Yeah. So it's like if you if you could say, okay, I got into Tesla, I can see how it is that we can actually have this car that don't emit emissions. Right. That and that's why GM is getting to it. And, but you know, and yeah, and I was but you know the whole thing that I was thinking about as I'm looking at Google Maps is I'm thinking about, you know how easy I could take control of this car? Right. How I could right. jump outside of this car, throw up Wi-Fi because it's key. It's it's completely and totally wired car. Yeah. How easy that I could just be like, yeah, I'm gonna get in. I'm gonna go get in somebody's Tesla today and, and start messing around because it, right. it. When you start to really understand how this works, it's very easy to get into that stuff. And so there's got to be a lot more security. Oh um, yeah, it's coming. Right. Yeah, it's got to be a lot more. It's security. coming, and and it's like that's what I'm saying. You have to be in that world and right. and, and allow that to happen and be like, I'm I'm aware of this mm-hmm. and maybe I can get into this field. But right. you know, my, my problem, my, my question with technology is where are you, where, where is it trying to go? You know, they right. say in making it better, but we find that every time the the annihilation, that we've already been doing. Right. It's the annihilation of 
you depending on anything natural. Not exactly. It, it, it's it's gonna at some point if 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 the way that they do it is done and there's not people with conscience right, right. involved in this, it's going to be, you're going to get up. You're not even going to get up in the morning. You're going to turn to the side. Yeah. You're going to put a thing on your face yeah. and, and that's going to control a person right. that's going to have to go and walk around the planet because you can't breathe the air. Right. You can't right. drink the water. Yeah. You can't all that stuff from avatar. Right. When you see that, yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. what but, it can go to. But this is, this is my point. Exactly. Yes, sir. Is that I know we got to We got to wrap it up. Okay. But, this is my point exactly. If you don't know that world is coming, it's just like what black people write. If you don't know that world is coming, how did we get here today from 40 years ago? Because we did not foresee this world coming. We thought that, you know, we won the civil rights movement. We thought that we won all these things and this, this freedom. But then we find ourselves in a world where we are still getting shot by the police. We're still in the situation that we're in because we did not foresee this world coming. And they, if you do not have a plan, they will make a plan for you. Right. So if you don't know this world is coming, no matter what you do, you can't stop this technology. It's, it's coming. It's like you can, the, the best thing that you can do is like, okay, become aware. Put your hands on the technology. Become, code, get our kids into coding. Get our kids into technology. Right. So that we can have our own way of combating this thing that's coming. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely. like, you know, we just cannot keep our head in the sand and think that we're just going to totally disconnect from this world because they're going to do just like they did with the solar panels in, in you're Nevada. You're going to pull your head up and you're going to be, be like, the only yeah. person standing on It was on like, sand. you can't put a solar panel on your house <laughs> right. anymore because they they like, we outlaw solar panels. So it's like, instead of us saying, okay, we see this coming, we can go out there and protest against it so that we can... We can well, and then one of the other things is I think we need to also, instead of always following, yeah. that we need to lead. That's right. In in different directions. That's right. What, what what is what is to come? Yeah, you know we I'm need saying? to become proactive. Proactive. Yeah. We have to be like we and, have to, and, and we and have not to, just react. And we'll bring the, bring the conscience back into it. See, right. my my only thing about technology is technology without a conscience. Right. And right. and right now, I mean, technology without a conscience, you'll get a nuclear bomb. Yeah. But you, technology with the conscience, you get nuclear you'll get energy. A, <laughs> you'll get nuclear energy, or you may get an arm that somebody needs, a prosthetic right. or yeah. something, right. an arm that can. That can grab right. something, something with heart, something yeah. with a with spirit and a soul. Absolutely, you know? yeah. absolutely. I think it's that gotta be a balance. Yeah, and I think that it's all possible, and and we have to know. We have to keep our ear to the ground, and we have to know what's coming, and we have to be like okay. And we have to teach our kids that this world is coming. Yep. Because I remember when I, I'm telling you, when I was a kid, I didn't have an Atari. I didn't have an IBM. <laughs> I didn't have all this kind of stuff. I was like, what the heck is Microsoft? And then when I find myself 30 years old or something of nature, and then you find yourself, oh, my God, where was I when this happened during the 80s? Right. You know, and you find yourself, oh, my God, it's, 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 right. it's it, it came and gone. And I've been left in the in the dust because my mom didn't prepare me for this. It's the techni technological yeah. divide. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The digital divide. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the digital divide. All right. So we're right. going gonna to end this episode. All right. Okay. And and once again, we'd like to Canuck, right? Did yeah, I say Canuck. it right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'd thank like you. to thank you for coming through. And, and yeah. thank you for having and, me and, and letting and me I'm talk about some other stuff. I yeah. don't mind talking. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm a definitely, I'm going to uh, connect with you yes, so sir. we can, uh, I, I got to fill out that, uh, the app, application yep, so we can come into and, that um, business. I know because for your farm. For oh man, I, yeah. I need help, man. Yeah, I need help. I mean, I'm I'm doing some cool things on on the growing, but you know, you can you can you there's can some other things that I right. Want. You can definitely improve. I can. Oh, you don't yeah. know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely. But his plums was swinging. Oh, the plums, man. The plums was plentiful. <laughs> plentiful. Absolutely. They were they were wonderful. Right. 
All right, well, thank so, you guys for having me on. I really appreciate absolutely. it. Don't forget, let's let's make that dinner happen sometime okay. soon because it's gonna get cold soon. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. My name is Marshall J. Brown. My name is Inside I. And my name is Jerry Goss Simpson, y'all. And, and this, this is Black, Black Talk, Talk Sacramento. 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 Number twenty four. Number twenty four. Anniversary two years. issue. All right. All right. Peace. Peace, y'all.